0: All you dads out there, thank you for tuning in to this next episode, the newest episode here of the Fearless Fathers Podcast, the growing podcast for dads to rethink fatherhoods in their own right, become better ba- become better dads, and break the toxic legacies that no longer serve our purpose so we could just be better dads for our kids. It's Davo here. Alongside, as always, is my work wife, my uh, coup de grace, my genese quoi, if you will, Mr. Ryan McDonough ryan how are you sir it's been a little week since we've had you on the airwaves my sir uh,
1: i think i'm none of those things
0: you're everything to me and I, I, nothing n-
1: none of those things i think you are uh, everything
0: and nothing to me work slut is what <laughs> describes work core.
1: yeah getting that explicit <laughs> right off the bat get it out there Fuck yeah. we did um, it yeah
0: <laughs> hey, no we, had all clean, all. we had a clean episode here i don't want to hear it
1: now that, all, now that all the nerds are gone, live, working, uh, listening with their children, <laughs> now we can get down to brass tacks.
0: Fearless fathers after dark. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, so it yeah. sounds like you're doing great.
1: Uh, no, I, I'm a mess, but it's all right. <laughs> because it's now okay. you're with me. Yeah. No, no you are, of course, but uh, of we're, we're, we're going to make it
0: fun today. We're going to make it, Um, we're, we're going to alleviate the burnout that you've been going through today.
1: Oh. Well, we're going to certainly talk about it, but I did want to say something. Um, in that intro, you said something you've never said before, and I completely agree with it. oddly enough. The What's
0: leg- that? What, what, what was the, the line? The legacy? Built the toxic legacies that no longer toxic, serve us. So toxic we can be legs. Hurt.
1: Yeah, that.
0: That is so good. I've said that many times. Have you? I don't. I yes. don't
1: listen. I, I'm going to go back and listen to like
0: four. <laughs> hey, or five welcome right to now. the podcast.
1: Ryan. <laughs> I'm gonna, i going to actually. I'm going to go back and listen to the first 30 seconds of every episode, and then I'm going to come back with some like hard numbers and be like, hmm, "Here's the percentage that you were lying."
0: Eighty-nine point seven three six percent.
1: I bet you it's pretty close you. to that. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure <laughs> it fun. is. But um, that is a really interesting thing to say and we had like this whole plan to come in and talk about the five stages of burnout but i want to talk about this real quick um do you know why that's interesting is it's oh i'm not done talking i'm not i know i know you're you're ready to say something but i'm not done talking (laughs) you're gonna let me talk for a little bit you fuck go ahead go ahead um it's really really an interesting and topical thing to say um because everything is constantly changing and with everything that's happened over the past three years, um, yeah, toxic legacies need to get the fuck out. They need to be gone. We need to build our own way to do things and not do like, you know, respect the past, but respectfully, like keep it in a box. all locked with a padlock and duct tape and buried it in your backyard. Um, that's where I keep it. <laughs> um, but
0: it's. Yeah. <laughs> Can I go now? Can yeah, I go, go now? Go ahead. So, to our listeners, and I'm just going to um belittle Ryan as I lo- lovingly do because he's my again my work slut, my business partner, and uh my dearest uh, confidant and friend. So, when we started fearless Fathers, obviously we uh, had our ideas, and we kind of went with a niche down version of who we are, and we continually niche down. And about Oh, seven, eight months ago from the time of this recording. We're in June of 22 now. I went to Ryan and I said, hey, listen, I went through and I re-niched down our podcast idea. And he was probably at a point in his life where he was completely burned the fuck out. And he just didn't give a shit. And I said, I said, we are a podcast. We should be a podcast that focuses on breaking the toxic legacies that no longer serve us so we can become better dads. Now, this was about seven months ago. After we (laughs) rebranded the tagline to say, let's rethink childhood. And he said, you know what? That's a great fucking idea. Here we are, set about seven months later. And now it's just finally coming out on the air. So, Ryan, thank you, buddy.
1: Okay. All right. Now, with that excellent, definitely planned transition, we're going (laughs) to explain why that happened.
0: (laughs) Yes, we are. I
1: I had completely forgot about that. But I got, you know, I got stuff going on right now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you may not know this but i'm kind of a big fucking deal in the burnout industry why yeah. do i keep saying that word today ryan
1: because we're gonna talk about it the five stages of burnout this is another thing i've probably heard about 15 times and just you know thought about talking about quite recently when, do, when did i even bring this
0: up it was a couple episodes ago that we we talked I we talked about this off the air and it was something it that we definitely yeah we talked about it off the air i don't think we ever really said like hey we're gonna do an episode about this but we've talked in great length i'd say in different episodes about burnout and what it's done to us and shit but never in this kind of that i can remember i mean we're talking fucking 140 episodes now so under 40 yeah. plus so plus plus well, that extra content <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no, but, I,
1: no it all blends together for for me for a bunch of obvious reasons if you've if you listen to us more than five minutes um that I would not realize that. So I guess this is a brand new topic and we should talk about it. Um, And today's, uh, today's I I wouldn't call it base material, but the, the, one of the better articles I found on this is uh, from a blog called, this is calmer. It's a mental health blog. Um, Didn't care for some of the other stuff they wrote, but I really like this one. So thank you to, this is calmer.com uh, Boy,
0: that was the most passive aggressive like they're
1: not writing us a check fuck them
0: <laughs> it was like hey this is really great but you fucking suck but we're gonna we're gonna talk no, about you say anyway they suck.
1: i just don't agree with everything they write about
0: <laughs> no but no i actually they, like this article a lot yeah and yeah they, they do a lot about the
1: they do a lot about managing anxiety and bur- burnout prevention um mental wellness and they're really earthy crunchy hippie ish um and amongst that they they offer a line of uh mental health services and things like that and they're, they're they're great they have trainings and things like that um, some of them are free some of them aren't um if you really want to go check them out check them out um but the, some of their content is very very good it's very well written and that's one of the ones we're gonna talk about and let's right talk now. about this
0: piece of content right here so, right now
1: this is not a concept mutually exclusive to this particular blog i've heard it A bunch of times um but walking through this article dave does this sound familiar to you
0: (laughs) i had fortunate son as i'm reading this article play in the background that's how much this reminded me of my last job (laughs) this Um, this honestly was like the culmination and and i'm gonna share a story before we actually dig into like the five stages to talk about but i'm gonna kind of gloss over them a little bit um, before we actually dive deep into all five stages so for me i stopped working april of 2020 as everybody knows and that's when this podcast became a thing but the last job i worked for i worked at a call center for the federal government and i'm not going to talk about the agency because it's really not my place and you know you if you happen to know me and if you figure it out great if not it's whatever but i remember when i started this job everybody that i talked to was like you're going to experience Groundhog Day. You're going to hate it. You're going to become jaded, blah, 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 blah. I was in customer service before this point. I started that job in 2015. So I was about 25 years old when I started this job. I was in customer service for about 10 years prior. So I, I started this job. I'm like, this is great. I'm going to love this job. This is, oh my God, I could, I could do this. I could do th-. I'm like, I love this job. And I started with a really, really loving the job, really grinding, doing my job, having great energy, creativity, all of that. And I was absolutely loving it. And I didn't feel any stress and I absolutely loved it. And then probably about a year went in and I started feeling the stress. I started getting a little anxiety. New systems were coming out that they were like monitoring us a lot deeper and micromanaging so I started getting a little bit more anxious. I'm like, well, my job is good. I'm good at my job, but you know, I don't like these other pieces and all this yeah. stuff. And then, and then the stress really started to kick in. I got a new supervisor who was super micromanagerial. It was blah, like just always down your neck. And I don't do well with micromanaging to begin with. And to have somebody like that as my supervisor in an already high stress job, where you're taking, on average, no lie about. 60 to 90 calls a day back to back to back to back for eight hours a day uh that that does a little thing that does a couple things to you and right around the time that I got sick I started I was already having burnout prior to that because I just I just remember waking up literally every single day and having the same routine of making my coffee drinking my coffee at a certain time I get there parking in the same spot walking in the same area doing all of this stuff like the fact that i was just so burned out and not even realizing i was doing all this it, it just built a habit and it just completely obliterated who i was where i wanted to be it, it was an absolute fucking nightmare
1: yeah and there it is right there it's it's a tree it's a real true example because we're going to go through these my, my experience with this was a little bit different um and it was very environmental uh in nature um because of you know the crappy fucking schedule. See, the worst part about the job I came from is I actually liked it, <laughs> like a lot. I, I like the people. Yeah, um, I like what I was doing. It was all fine. There was nothing wrong with it. just just the being having to be up for twelve hours in the middle of the night, um, and then like a couple of days later flipping back to day shift really burnt me the fuck to pieces um and you know it happens to some people it does i'm not not i don't
0: care who you are i don't care how how resiliently strong you are that would fuck with anybody
1: yeah yeah especially if you have kids and stuff yeah um there's this one guy who works there um i won't mention his name but he's got like seven fucking kids and he runs a tree business too so yeah i know i know and if, if somebody who works with me is uh you going to listen to this. Uh, then we like, "Hey, we're talking to Hey, right talking about you." <laughs> and I'll get an angry message over Facebook. Or what the fuck? But the point is, fuck. like, I feel for the guy. It's a lot. It's yeah. a fuck. It's a shitload. Um, so, but we're gonna use yours as the perfect example because it, it actually fits everything very, very well. Um, stage one. Here we are, the honeymoon phase.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful the, time to be alive. New opportunities, a new, new I'm, adventure.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna read off the bullet points that this guy wrote, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, that's exactly what I said." <laughs> bullet point one: commitment to the job at hand. Bullet point two. Um, compulsion to prove oneself bullet point three free flowing creativity i think you said that word for word actually
0: <laughs> i probably did and i didn't even look at the article
1: um <laughs> uh, highly productive uh high highly uh, high productivity levels um job satisfaction uh readily accepting risk responsibilities sustained energy levels and unbridled optimism
0: so um, there's eight bullet points here i Looking back, just quickly on this, I hit—I would say easily six or seven of these.
1: Yeah, yeah, all, all, day.
0: all, all day, all day. When I first yeah. started that job in that first year, You're right. So when I joined the army, I don't even <laughs> want to go there. We're, we're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, that's we're right. not even going to go there today. They—they they at least waited
1: till we were—they were completely burnt out to send us over <laughs>
0: It's true. At that, that point, like, I was like, "Oh, let's just go. Yep. <laughs> let's just go." But no, definitely that job that I worked—I I wouldn't say I had the compulsion to prove myself because, like I said, I was already like ten years in the customer service industry yeah. before I got this job. So I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a cakewalk. I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna yeah. absolutely love it. I'm gonna crush it." So i definitely i definitely remember having the optimism of like i'm not going to be jaded i'm not going to be mad i'm all these people are miserable that's never going to be me
1: i i was really stoked to be making a bunch of money same yeah i was like oh fuck i'll be able to afford to do shit now i'll be able to be able to go on vacations little did i know i wouldn't even have the uh um the energy to book the ticket, (laughs) like to get (laughs) to open Expedia on my phone and like book a fucking ticket. Like that's, that's that's how smoked I was all the time. So yeah. Moving on, um, to the onset of stress, which is the second stage of this whole fucking shebang. Um, this is where you're going to find anxiety. Um, you're going to avoid making decisions. um, you can probably start eating like crap. Uh, this is where the fatigue starts, forgetfulness. I'm sure if you listen to some episodes from a couple of years ago, you can hear me like, "Oh, I forget what I was about to say." Uh, yep. Yeah, it's all yep. part of this, and I'm just getting it back. And it's been a month. It's been almost six weeks, and my my brain is starting to click back over.
0: It's crazy. Um, it's it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's absolutely nuts. Yeah. And like, I just wanna, I just wanna pinpoint something they say in this article. Is it starts to begin, like the second stage of burnout begins with an awareness of some days being more difficult than others.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you ever walk away from your shift being like, wow, that one fucking sucked. Um, I've been there literally hundreds of times.
0: And I think in today's world, we all feel that no matter what we do, it's become so commonplace anymore that it's become, I don't want to say like a deniability of stress. But it's become like a, an acceptance of stress, yeah, because it's so commonplace okay. in today's workforce.
1: I could see that. I could absolutely see that. Um, all right, what else would I br- bring into this? Uh, headaches, yeah. Grind yeah. your teeth at night, yeah. I wear a night guard now, actually. <laughs> uh, high blood pressure—that's a thing that I have. Um, inability to focus, irritability. I, uh, yeah, that's that's a big one for me.
0: Uh, the the social lack of social interaction was a big one for me yeah i don't
1: like going anywhere anymore and
0: anybody that knew me or knows me knows i'm a very outgoing person
1: social butterfly yeah you can get you to shut the fuck up
0: you still can i'm on a that's why i'm on a podcast host now
1: you're damn right (laughs) (laughs) right. um and this could get as bad as heart palpitations and unusual heart rhythms um uh low productivity though yeah yeah
0: i I, i think Getting yeah. into point three—that's where you're going to start seeing a lot of that.
1: The real, a lot of the health problems, but like yeah. it, it can start here, um, and only it only gets worse. I, I guess is my big point. And somebody who's been through all five fucking stages of this goddamn chart—this um, is a big wake-up call. At the end of the day, for me, uh, when I went through this, and yeah. it, it's it, it's brutal what people go for go through just to make money but it's to make ends meet. And I get that. I do. I get, I get some people don't have a fucking choice, but the second you do take it, <laughs> second take you, it. Yeah. Take it. Uh, cause this shit will put you in a fucking early grave real quick.
0: I so. want to talk about point three here. If Go I can take it. the lead on this one.
1: Absolutely.
0: So we've already talked about the first two stages of burnout and that's the honeymoon phase where you're super, super fucking pumped to be at a new job. Prove yourself, really just high levels of energy and wanting wanting to crush it and then it slowly starts to fade into your onset of stress where you start getting a little anxiety you start wake like we said coming in some days i'm like damn that day really sucked and then other days are really great so you're almost at like a 75 25 for your weeks maybe almost not not so much a 50 50 but you're getting there and then point three brings us into chronic stress and i'm gonna preface before i get into this part that everybody in the American workforce, we are going through this tremendously right now. Oh, yeah. And especially, especially in today's current envir- workplace environment. And the way that they talk about chronic stress here in this article, it's, mar- it's a marked change in your stress levels going from motivation to experiencing stress on an incredibly frequent basis. You may also, inc- uh, also experience more intense sy- symptoms than those of stage 2. So, basically… What this tells me is like you're getting an exacerbation or you're almost doubling the level of the stress that you're currently receiving. And the way that I'm looking at this, when I talked about my story, working at a call center, we would get very, very stressful calls almost continuously. Like yeah. out of the 70 calls that I would take a day on average, roughly 50 of them were almost stressful almost days. Yeah. So you're talking 80% of my day was stress laden with people that fucking all over the nation that really need what we have going on. But a lot of this really started to click for me when I read this article and like apathy was a big one. Yeah. Chronic exhaustion, being uh, cynical. Cynical attitude is a big one. Cynical. I, the first time I picked up on the fact that I was being cynical and I just didn't really care, like being an, being an empath and actually giving a damn about people. And then I realized, like, I'm talking to people. I'm like, I just don't give a fuck. Like, who cares? Who are you even? Like, yeah. just shut the fuck up. I, I, is a good it, one. it was really, yeah, it was really resentful. And I, I just didn't give a shit. And I was just exhausted, like, sitting on the phones all day. And you get out of work and you're like, I can't take this home with me, but it's just horrible. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: you know what I used to do? Um, When I, my, my drive would be an hour to come Mm -hmm. home. So you completely burn out from your shift and now you got to drive an hour to come the fuck home. So I would stop and like eat something. Um, but I, it would never be anything good for you. I like stop at McDonald's at six o'clock in the morning to go to bed, have a cup of coffee and eat a fucking McGriddle. Yeah. Like that was my little ritual, uh, was to consume like 2000 calories before I, right before I went to sleep. And that's uh, not even good. And that that's just doubling down on what's going on. Oh no! It only made it worse. Yeah. It only made it. It's all it could do was make it worse.
0: But you know what that tells me is it tells me that you're looking for that instant gratification that that way to say, like you said, that was your little ritual, that was your little treat after a burned out shift. Is like this is what's going to make my day better at the end of everything because I know this is happening. It's like was that Pavlov's experiment?
1: Pavlov, like the cat.
0: was it the cat or maybe I'm going in a wrong spot here because my brain is fried right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because the cat, it's um, you put a cat in a box and the cat's between the state of. um, What what was the one with
0: the food with the food?
1: Oh, I have no idea.
0: But anyway, it was like you were ringing. It was basically like, oh, I'm ringing the bell. I'm salivating. The food's coming. That that like your ritual is more so what's going to make that instant gratification say, okay, this was worth the shift. And I think that's a big oh, thing with okay. number three. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying?
1: Yeah. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. No, I don't think that was a Pavlov thing, though.
0: Yeah, I it's escaping my mind right now. I know it's going to come to me later, but. Yeah, you're like, oh, no, I sound stupid. <laughs> that's what that reminds me of. And exactly. I remember doing like me personally, I couldn't drive an hour to and from work. I'd fucking end up just yeeting myself.
1: I almost did a couple of times. But um, I had days right to like stop and sleep for 20 minutes. And I get a phone call from my wife and be like, "Hey, where are you?" I'm like, "I stopped at the rest stop on Route 80 and took a nap." Okay, be coming home. Yeah, shit like that. I do. I ever do it all the time. Um, but it's you know all that all that type of behavior do, does, where it is, whereas it is designed for survival and your body just kind of does it. It only makes it worse. It t- it continues mm-hmm. to push you down that um down that road the only thing you could do is make a change at that point in time if it's that bad,
0: and and i feel and you're right you're absolutely right like you need to make a change at that point but i feel like when you get to this point that chronic stress point it is so hard to flip that 180 because you're oh, yeah. so ingrained at that point like you are so entrenched into what you're doing at work that it feels impossible to even breathe or even escape
1: yeah yeah panic is is a. Uh... Is a thing I felt pretty regularly.
0: You know what one thing I felt regularly. And I'm I'm like, I'm rereading this list is the procrastination at work and at home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I still have problems with procrastination.
0: I really am. And granted, I've always been like a big procrastinator as a kid. And it's something I've realized and I've picked up on, but like going back and thinking about it, like I would actually force myself, even if I didn't have to, I would force myself to go to the bathroom, like every half hour, 45 minutes. Just so I could not do something for 5, 10 minutes. Oh yeah, yeah no I've all there. the all the time. Yeah. You, you have people monitoring you or watching you. It doesn't even make that any better.
1: No no that's that's another thing that I can't fucking stand about what which way things are going. Um, I I worked for this place and it could have been the best job in the world, but uh, the manager would always go back and view the security camera and see what our productivity was looking like we mm. were just kind of chilling out in the main room which oh by the way is illegal fyi you cannot mm. i don't think you can monitor security cameras for anything other for any other purpose than the security of the employees not for productivity i'll have to look that up
0: but uh, yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure of the legality of that we're not going to talk about that shit no today, no, but no. It, it's, it's, you might it's like
1: it's like an in bad faith kind of a thing in like yeah. monitoring you it's like an in bad faith kind of a thing Where it's like, well, we already don't trust you. and It's micromanaging. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's micromanaging. And I've talked about before in this podcast. That is my bane of my existence. I can't stand them. It absolutely just annoys the ever-living hell out of me. And working at the job that I worked at, you already have micromanaging on top of stressful work as it is. It's just a concoction for an implosion yeah and like all day. the people people i worked with were great most of the time except when you hear them on the phones and you're like damn you actually said that like what are they do, fire me? <laughs> <laughs> basically A- apathy apathy, apathy. apathy. speaking of apathy let's go into let's go into point four. do you want to take this or you want is, me to
1: uh, you can start it and we'll just talk about it
0: all right so we're talking about that honeymoon phase your stress the onset of stress after it gets in and now you're already entrenched so deep that the stress is just every single day or lasting almost every single day. You're talking five, four, five, four or five days a week, even on weekends. I remember stress just still keeping up on me, especially Sundays before work. But now we're at stage four, burnout. Burnout. Entering this stage is where symptoms start becoming critical. I'm just reading this right off of the, uh, right off the blog post. Continuing as normal is often not possible in this state as it becomes increasingly difficult to cope. We all have our own unique limits of tolerance. and I think that's a big thing to take out of this. We all have our own unique limits of tolerance. Yeah, we do. And, and they change too,
1: by the way. Yep.
0: And it's key that you seek intervention at this stage. Common symptoms of burnout. I'm, just, I'm not going to read all these. There's like 15 of them. But behavioral changes, chronic headaches. Stomach or bowel problems. Uh, continuation or increased in escapist activities, i.e. playing video games or drinking after you get out of work.
1: Podcasts.
0: Podcasts.
1: Podcasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one's actually a big one for me. Feeling empty inside. Yeah. Uh, pessimistic outlook on work and life. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck Self-doubt. And social isolation; those are just a couple that I hit on this one, but I think it's a those big are like list. So.
1: it's a huge list, and it's 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 very all-encompassing. Um, I this is where I was, and I and I'm not a I'm not afraid to this. this is where I was when I finally got a fucking therapist, and was like, hey, it, it's time to start talking about all the shit that happened. <laughs> and this poor lady, I went in there and I fucking trauma dumped this lady. I felt so bad, uh, but. It was necessary, and uh, I'm glad I did it. It yeah. didn't get me out of the burnout, but it certainly reduced the symptoms at quite a lo- quite a, a large amount, um, and helped me come to the conclusion where it was time to move on. Um, but this this is the stage that got me to thinking I needed I needed help. I, I couldn't do it anymore now i moved on to stage five uh and i'll explain why that happened in a a few minutes here but this this is when it became like a huge a huge deal
0: i feel that deep in my soul because that was about the same point for me um and actually like i'm looking back on this and i'm thinking about it this and this is where it gets really tricky for me because this was right around the time that I started getting sick or I started having my medical issues. So I was at a point, I was at a very unique point where I'm like, am I being sick or is it the work? Which one is causing which? And that's where in my situation alone, that's where it caused a really unique thought. And I think it really amplified like my anxiety and my behavior and, like my self-doubt and wanting to just get away from everybody like that those are kind of one of the main reasons why i chose what i chose but i was in a really weird stage like the 2016 20 eh, like the 2017 2018 period is where i probably started experiencing stage four
1: yeah
0: yeah
1: i i didn't hit it until recently the past two years i've been going through it um and Making the transition to the habitual or final stage of burnout. Once you've gotten to this point is so easy. Oh yeah. It really is. It, 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 at the end of the day is like acceptance. Um, it really
0: is. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: acceptance of your situation. And that's where I was. And that's where you were. And I, I remember, I remember when you were like that. Um, and when we, you know, we say habitual, We're like all right this is how you are now this has caused clinical depression this has caused clinical anxiety and stress um irritable bowel syndrome is one
0: but before we get Uh, into that i want to i want to just touch on one thing really quick oh go ahead i'm sorry like no that's all right like we said that one point remember we all have our own unique limits of tolerance i i'm not going to say i even remember this but i know there's so many people out there that are like When you're starting to go through burnout, if you're dealing with it now at work and you know what's happening or you think you might be dealing with it and you have people saying, oh, the job's not that bad. What what are you so worried about? Blah, 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 blah. What the fuck? Be a man. Be this. Fuck that. We all have our own levels. Every single one of us handles a situation differently. Every single one of us has a threshold of how much we can handle for each unique situation. So if you have those, I don't know if they're even brown nosers, ass kissers, or just the people in the office or wherever you work that think that everything is fine, they might be in denial of themselves.
1: Yeah, and most of the time they are.
0: Most sure. of the time they are, and most of the time they're trying to find – I always like to say the phrase, hurt people hurt people. Because yep. it's true. So remember that if you if you feel that happening or you, you have or if you're dealing with it now at work, there's a possibility that you're okay and your feelings are validated in where you're at right now in your current position. And it's perfectly okay to feel that way.
1: Absolutely. It is. It's on it's hundred percent alright to feel that way.
0: So You want to hit on the last one?
1: Yeah, I mean, we already touched it a little touched on it a little bit, but the 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 conclusion of this whole thing is um, now you've been burned out so long and you haven't dealt with it for so long. Things are chronic now. Now this is just how you feel and it complicates everything. So I am the perfect example of this. I was burned out for months and months and months and months. And what ended up happening to me was now that I'm not working. I have physical pain all the time. I have irritable bowel syndrome all the time. And it's not just from my last job. It's from being in the military. It's from just having, having life be fucking shitty and hard. Um, and it, it's, a, it's something that happened a lot recently because the pandemic, a lot of people are going through this. Um, and it's, just a continuous amount of pressure from environmental which is like your work and your home life and personal pressure and you have this combination of things and it just slowly grinds you down to where that is your normal and for me like i said earlier i've been out of i've i quit my job what five six weeks ago now
0: yeah 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 about
1: um i'm still having problems I still have massive depression. I still wake up at like the time I think I'm going to go to work. My body just kicks awake. Um, I did last night. I kicked awake at two o'clock in the morning. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I just sat, I sat up and I sat up for like an hour and just stared at the wall being like, Oh, this sucks. Um, And then finally, finally got a little bit of extra rest. Um, And these are the chronic things that can happen to you. Is that it? Could just if you don't deal with it, it becomes your new normal. It just pushes you right along. So please, for God fucking sakes, talk to somebody. And to bring it full circle with the theme of this podcast, so you're going through all of this. Imagine what your kids see.
0: Yeah.
1: Think about that for two seconds. Uh, And that was part of the reason that I went, you know, went to go get help. And it's tough to say it out loud, by the way. It's really fucking hard to say it out loud.
0: And I don't fucking doubt you anymore for saying what you just said because it's true. We don't I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent here. Go for it. And I think I've done it more times than enough, but this is what if you've been with us long enough, you know this is what I'm about. We need to do better for our kids. And that doesn't mean giving them what we didn't have growing. I'm gonna I'm going to preface this a different way. We want to give our kids what we didn't have growing up. Most of the times when we think of that, we think of the money, the toys, the luxuries, you name it, vacations, all that shit. What I feel a lot of us don't talk about, and it just doesn't, doesn't get talked about, is we don't give our kids the legacies that we want to leave behind, the values, the ways that we felt growing up. Going from parents who, if they treated you this way, and I've heard it so many times of the, well, my parents treated me this way and their parents treated them. That's the point where we need to cut this shit out. Or you get the, I'm going to go with the big dad one, working hard and busting your ass to make a buck. I went through this. I know you've gone through this, Ryan, and I know many listeners listening today have gone through this. Our job is to work hard and provide for our families, but what that does, if we come home burned out constantly, if we just don't care and we just want to shut off or have a beer or watch TV as soon as we walk in the door or we get short with our kids as soon as we walk in and we don't mean it, but because we had a shit day at work, those values go towards your kids. Those are the values that were passed on to you by your families, which is then you're passing on to your next generation. And going back to the point that we want to give our kids better than what we had growing up, I find it so imperative, so imperative that we take a deep, heart, uncomfortable look into what it is we're going on and we find the relatability. And we have to remember what it's like to be that 5, 6, 10-year-old, 12-year-old to just know what it was like, the, how our parents treated us. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to break down. It's okay to be like, shit. I fucked up here. It happened to me. I was, I've shared my story. I was three months with my son. And I was at the worst point in my life and I shared that with you guys not as a woe was me but as a way to say hey listen guys go through this shit and it's okay and I made the uncomfortable choice realizing that I couldn't go back to a job that was going to keep me burned out that was going to keep me hate, basically hating life to yep. do a what just for my son and my family to bring home a couple bucks yep. I made that choice where I said I have to walk away I have to and it's been two years now since we were we're recording this episode in 2022, two years since I left that job, I have been happier than I've ever been. Now, I still have nightmares of that place, and it combines with some random things, but that's neither here nor there. That, yeah. That's a different thing. But realistically, when I say, when we say, we need to give your kid, you need to give our kids a better life than what we had, break the toxic legacies so we could be better parents than what we had. Do that not just for me, but do it for yourself. Do it for your families. That's my tangent.
1: You know, you brought up something really good there that I think just needs us a touch of defining. When you say, you know, do better for your kids, I think what you're trying to say is if you're constantly chasing that dollar, you're not parenting. I'm not yes. saying don't disadvantage yourself, you know, for the sake of this or that, but it, if you're specifically going to work to progress and move forward, and that's all you do in life. There's no way you're, you could be a good parent.
0: Uh, that's exactly it.
1: A- absolutely not. Because you're just going to be so focused on what you're doing at work. You've overcommitted and then you're burnt out. And all it does is make the relationship with your kid worse. So.
0: Yeah, that's it. I agree.
1: I agree 100%. No, I'm not saying don't, don't, go, don't go to work. Don't do it we <laughs> <laughs> If you we don't, can make it work,
0: do it. Yeah, honestly. if you can make
1: it work by all means. By all means. But um,
0: we, made these, we made these choices when we had a plan of action where oh, the opportunity absolutely. arose. Yeah. We said this needs to fucking happen. I did it sooner than Ryan. Ryan just did it. But how much, how much did you get from me? Like, let's just go in there for a minute. How much a did lot. you get from me from when I did that to now? You could take those steps.
1: A lot. I did. I, I you know, honestly, I had to watch somebody else do it before I could just pull the trigger on it. Um, and the other thing about it is, it, it was still horrifying.
0: But that's I'm that's so the circle of life. Freak the fuck out. That's the circle of life, though, because now you just did it. Somebody else listening who might be in that same situation today. If you're listening and you you've been thinking about that, take that plan. We all we all had plans. We all knew what was going to happen. It's just a matter of taking that plunge, taking that jump. If that's the route you want to go, if it's knowing that you need to have more happiness than the almighty dollar, take the happiness. I would take the happiness every single day of my life. Every day now.
1: Yeah, I would. Oh, yeah, every day. 100%.
0: 100%. I don't have anything else on this episode. Is there anything no, else you no, want to no, do we in before we close through-
1: out? No, we went through a bunch of stuff. But I think we're good.
0: All right. Burnout's a bitch, boys. We're going to talk. Wow, I didn't even mean it to go that way, but it did. Burnout's burn, a, bitch. Burn a bitch, boys. Hitting us the triple B's. <laughs> take that. Take what we said. Those five stages of burnout. Your honeymoon phase, right? That that piece right there, the honeymoon phase. I think that is the deadliest piece in all of this episode. Yeah, I think that first phase is the deadliest phase because you still go back. To when everything was fine in the very beginning. And it's because of that honeymoon phase. I th- That's just me personally, but I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Fearless Fathers podcast. As always, if you have been with us for a while now, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for the continued support. If you're brand new to the podcast and you're first finding us, welcome to the family. We're super glad that you're here getting information that's going to help you become a better father. Break the toxic legacies that are no longer serving you so you could thrive for your family and just do a little bit better one step at a time. If you can, take that moment if you're on Apple, Spotify, I think Amazon, Pandora, and a couple other spots. If you're able to leave a like, rate, and review, do that for us. Smash the five stars. Hit that follow button so you always get a new episode. Let us know what you think of the show. We always want to hear the feedback. Give us those reviews. It's going to help us. Reach out to more fathers who need this information, who need to become better and just do a little bit greater. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family members. Just blast it all over social media. Tag us in it. We're on Instagram and Facebook. You can always find us out there. Thank you very much for your continued support as always. I say it, God, we've said it so many episodes now, but honestly, from the bottom of our hearts, it means the absolute world to us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If, if, if you are that father who's chasing the almighty dollar and you know, there's a better way or you want to go through this. I made a training and I'm going to do something here that I didn't think I was going to do. And I just thought of this. I made our fearless finance training a while back ago to get you from a mindset of scarcity to abundance when it comes to money management and when it comes to understanding money in a In a different light than what you might think of. I'm going to give this training away for free. With the world we live in right now. Normally I would charge like 7 or $10 for this training. But I want to give it to you for free. In the world we live in now with inflation and jobs and just burnout. I want to be able to give you this information. Use it. And become a little bit better because of it. So head to the link below. Click that link. I'm going to figure out the link tonight. 'Cause I have to change some things, but click that link, get the training for free, become a little bit better with that self, and maybe that'll get you to that stepping point so you can become and just have a better better lifestyle for your families. Until next time, continue to go out there every single day for your kids, your families, yourself, and we're gonna rethink fatherhood.
1: All of